everybody. It's Erica. And Nicole. And you're listening to another listener story that you guys send in to us. Yes. For Cheers from the Grave. So hooray! Yay, and this is our Halloween episode. Yes, yes, this is our Halloween episode. So these are stories that you guys write into us, and we read to you on the air so if you guys have any type of spooky stories that you want us to read, make sure you send them in to cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. So what is the first one that we got? So the first one we have is from a listener. I know she does enjoy our podcast, and I do know her personally. Aww. Her name is Shakira, and she gave us quite a few stories here I'm excited to read. Alrighty, I'll go ahead and get started with Ms. Yeah, Shakira. Alrighty, so Shakira starts off as, so I'm from New Jersey, which is one of the most haunted states in the U.S. Side note, true. (laughs) She says, I grew up in Washington Township named after George Washington because he apparently fought some battles or something in the area around the Revolutionary War. I don't remember exactly, but we learned about it a lot in elementary school. The apartment complex I grew up in was built over a Native American grave burial. I know this is true because, like I said before, New Jersey is super haunted. So we had a magazine called Weird NJ about all the weird stuff going on in New Jersey. It had paranormal cryptid sightings, the Jersey Devil, unsolved mysteries, UFO sightings, etc. My apartment complex was actually mentioned in an issue. I moved to this complex in 1997 or 1999, I'm sorry, when I was seven years old. It didn't take long for spooky stuff to start happening. I remember my bed would shake in the middle of the night, literally just vibrating. There's really no earthquakes in New Jersey, so to this day, I have no explanation for this. No, thank you. I can't deal with vibrating beds. That Native American burial freaks ground. That freaks me out. Oh, yeah, that too. That's... Revolutionary War time. So problematic. Everything in that is problematic. She continues on saying, There was a little girl who used to stand in my doorway in the middle of the night. She had long hair and was wearing, like, a nightgown. She didn't look evil or scary, but I knew she wasn't dot, dot, dot alive because she had this ethereal blue glow around her. I remember never being scared when she was there. She just looked like a little kid. So that seems like a nice, that's that's still creepy. I'd still be creeped out, but as long Mm -hmm. as it didn't like do anything to scare me or like, I mean, just being there would scare me enough, but as long as it wasn't like evil, then. I just don't want to see it. I just, (laughs) ooh. Shakira continues on. My room had the attic door in it. No, thank you. I'm already yeah, out. No, 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 no. There were nights where I could hear walking around and talking in foreign languages right above me. My mom always would say it's the neighbors when I told her. Yes, I can hear the neighbors every conversation and every move they made. But my neighbors didn't speak other languages except English. And when I heard the move, it was as it was a It was as if coming from the next room to me, not above me. The car incident. Ooh, this is another one. Ooh. She says, this one is a doozy. So behind our neighborhood was a bunch of woods before they turned turned it into a soccer field. Us kids would go back there, play Explorer, and come back covered in ticks. Oh, yikes, Shakira. Yeah. Alrighty. Those are the days. I used to do the same thing. (laughs) I would run back into the woods and play in there and then come back just covered in ticks. And I hated ticks too. Ugh. No, thank you. 
Well, one day we decided to go a little farther than we usually go, and we came across a clearing. In this clearing was a car, an old car. There was moss growing on it, a tree growing through, and several spiderwebs and vines. This car had basically become one with the forest. This was also the time that the second Harry Potter movie came out. So being kids, we played pretend that it was the Weasley's car. I literally was just thinking about that too. I was literally thinking the same thing. That's so fun. And a fun fact, me and Shakira do know each other from something Harry Potter related. Nice. Back at Universal, so that's fun too. How nice. We all went there. Alrighty, she said, we made up stories of how it got there, etc. We left before it got dark and we decided we wanted to play by the car again the next day. We all arrived to the clearing the next day to find the car gone. It was if the thing was never there. No tire marks, the tree that was going through it didn't appear disturbed, nothing. It was five of us kids playing in that clearing. To this day, we still have no explanation as to what the heck happened to that car. That's creepy. I want to say that maybe like somebody died there, like in a car accident, maybe. And they ended up moving the car, but in like a somewhat like vision, it was still there. Yeah, I don't even know how I would even begin to describe that or why that was even a thing. That's that's crazy. That's creepy. Oh, man, that's I couldn't imagine that. (laughs) Let's see, here we have another story. She said, another time when I was a little older, my friends had slept over. We were upstairs hanging out in my room when all of a sudden, a red crayon goes flying through the hallway. My mom was downstairs and my baby sister was only a few months old and sleeping at the time. We have no idea who or what threw that damn crayon. Annabelle. Stop. Annabelle. So what I'm seeing is Shakira's just whole area where she used to live and she's got to get out. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're not there right now. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah, and we segue on here. We moved out when I was 17, but the house my mom bought seemed to also be haunted. (laughs) So haunted, we had to get it exercised. Yo, that's serious. The very first night I slept there, I heard scratching in my closet door. At this point, I had been so accustomed to paranormal activity that it didn't even bother me. (laughs) stronger than I am. Yeah. But as we stayed in the house longer, the activity started ramping up. The ceiling fan in the kitchen would randomly start going haywire and spin ridiculously so fast, we were scared it was going to fall off the ceiling. The lights in the living room would randomly flicker, and there would be random footsteps when no one was around. What pushed my mom to get the house blessed and exercised was when her brand new painting went flying through the air, defying physics. One day, my sister was doing her homework in the dining room that's attached to the second living room. This living room my mom had set up for when company is over. It had wine shelves, a fireplace, leather furniture us kids weren't allowed to sit on, a dangling crystal chandelier, and a brand new painting. She was down there by herself. I was upstairs, and my grandma was in her apartment that was attached to the side of the dining room. In my grandma's section, you can see everything in the kitchen and dining room through her door. My sister was doing her homework when my grandma said she randomly started crying. My grandma went up to her to ask her what was wrong, and she said she heard footsteps behind her in the dining room, and she got scared. While my sister is crying, the painting that was mounted above the fireplace flew off the wall and landed on the ground. Now, this fireplace had a mantelpiece. If something above it were to fall, it would fall on the mantel. This painting literally flew forward and down. When my mom got home and was told what was happened... 
She had called our uncle, who was a pastor, and had him come by and bless the house. I believe that when we moved into our house, there were multiple entities in the house, and some were malevolent, but when the house was blessed, they were banished. However, some entities still are around. They are mostly friendly and don't cause trouble. Well, that's good. But the fact that it was still blessed and they're still there, some of them. Well, I mean, I guess the evil ones were gone. That's and that's good. the important thing. If, True. The, if the evil ones are gone, that's fine. If there are ones that are still maybe there for, who knows, maybe just looking after you or for protection. Like, I don't know if that would, if they would end up being scooped up in the same exorcism or anything like that. You're right. You know, I, I don't know like where that line is drawn. If you guys know, let us know. <laughs> And Shakira continues on here with, they do have some friendly ghosts still in the house. One of them that they call the house ghost, Jerry. Jerry likes to hide things and put them back in different places than where you put stuff. Slam and lock doors and flicker the lights. We have become used to living with Jerry. Whenever something is missing, we go, Jerry, knock it off. And usually about 10 minutes after we find the missing item. <laughs> That's been most of my experience with the paranormal Honestly, being in contact with the paranormal has shaped who I am. I've had had a few more experiences, and each time, I've always been unafraid and unfazed. I know how to deal with the unknown and the explained. Girl, you have a lot more strength than I do. I know, right? That's insane. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Shakira, thank you so much for sending that into us. Thank you that so much. That is amazing. I love that. Cool. All right, so the next one that we have is from... JD, he uh, has a thing called Dead Me Art Studio. So he says, hey, Stephanie, Nicole, Erica, and Nicole. I'm JD, and I have a story for you that there's a shared experience between my mother and myself. We are from the South, and as you already know, it's a very religious area. My mother and I have grown up in Christian households, although I tend to stray from the religion. Ever since my mother was a child, she has been plagued by visions of what she and I will describe as the shadow man. God. Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> Strapping <laughs> in. He has no definitive form as he tends to change shape, but his most common is that of a tall and strong male silhouette with glowing red eyes. No. No, 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 no. Hi. <laughs> Deuces. When my mother was younger, he would speak to her and tell her awful things. And as she got older, she began seeing more of these visions. One of an old lady who crawls around on her, scratching fingers as she has no legs, just missed. My mother is in a nursing field, so the old woman terrifies her. A demonic canine that I call the Toad Man, as he just squats and gets closer to you as you sleep, and one of the and one of a woman with her eyes sewn open who is determined that we must not sleep. Oh, dear God in heaven, you sound completely awful. Some of these visions are more recently developed. When I was younger, I would begin seeing the Shadow Man. My mother, rightfully worried, contacted a priest about her concerns. The priest summed up our experience with what is known as generational demons. Have you heard that before? I think so. As I got older, I began seeing more of the demons my mother sees until eventually I could see all of them. As I am still a little baby, I, bought my, I brought my concerns to her, thinking maybe it was uh, sleep paralysis, as I normally only saw these demons all but the shadow man. He is very constant at night while trying to go to sleep. 
She explained to me what they were, and I, being rather non-religiously conforming, was shocked. I didn't know she saw them, and I didn't exactly understand why demons would be haunting us. Now, as a disclaimer, although I am not necessarily religious, I do believe there are demons and angels and whatnot. Practicing witchcraft has taught me that these things will still continue to exist whether I believe them or not. Believe in them or not. So now that I know what these things are, I try better to deal with them. I keep certain crystals such as amethyst and clear quartz around, as well as bay leaves and sage. When I feel horribly threatened, I'll get a bit of salt and put it in a small bag in my pocket. I have protection sigils that I draw on my skin and others. I've learned the best way to get rid of them at night is to have a light on. So there's my story. I hope you all enjoyed, and I hope you continue listening, and I hope you can continue listening to your awesome podcast. Maybe one day I'll be able to join in. Mostly a joke, but I would be very honored. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you said that. That is insane. I would not be able to handle any of that. No, thank very you. Well. Uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> no, thank you at all. So, JD, thank you so much for sending that into us. That's awesome. All right, what we got next? Alrighty, we have some stories from another friend. Her name is Morgan. She starts off the the email with saying some nice stuff about how me and her know each other. Yeah. She is a good friend here, so it's really cute. It kind of, what is the word? Well, Docs, can, Docs is where we're from, so I'm going to. Well, you can read this. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I think it's cool. Alrighty. Morgan does start off with, hey, ladies, I've been a believer of the paranormal since I had my first experience when I was six six years old. Living on haunted land in Kentucky has brought no shortage of sightings. Your podcast has seriously livened up my daily commute to work, so thank you for that. Aw, you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for listening. makes me happy. She says, all of the segments have been very enjoyable, and I have to give a special thanks to Nicole for recommending this. Yay! Nicole and I are act- actually worked together four years ago at UO, Universal, and she's amazing. Thank you. Yes, she is. I'm crying, y'all. <laughs> she says, but you already know that. Now you guys do. <laughs> I've included a few, of, a few of my encounters. That way you have a variety you can choose from to possibly read to your listeners. Sorry in advance for how long and emotional this is. Morgan, we're going to read everything. We're going to read all of it. We're going to take turns on this. We are so excited. Oh, my God. Um, buckle you're, in. And you're so sweet. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh. okay. All right. You want to take the first one? I'll take the first one. Cool. So first Morgan story. It starts off as number one. My grandparents on my mother's side lived on an old plantation in South Carolina when I was younger, which was filled with so many ghostly encounters. Anytime I would visit... Anytime I would visit, random articles of clothing would go missing for days, then show up again right before it was time to leave. Doors would open and close unexpectedly. Plates would fall off the china cabinet and break, but the next day one but the next day the one shattered plate would be perfectly in place and unharmed. Possibly the creepiest thing was when I woke up to one of my grandmother's porcelain dolls moved to my bedside. No. Goodbye. <laughs> no. No, thank you. She said which was 10 feet away from its shelf where it normally resided. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Other than inanimate objects moving, my grandfather told us that he believed that one of the ghosts was a previous owner, a man whose family owned the land up until my family bought it. The previous owner's name was William, but went by Bill, according to the neighbors. Bill died six years before the property was sold, and he passed away from lung cancer. The neighbors said that he was an avid cigar smoker, which is how we were able to identify when he was around the house. You could smell sweet tobacco. 
and an earthly soil like scent, and sometimes see a misplaced whisper of smoke when Bill was around. He usually made himself known in the, or in the early mornings in the living room when my cousins and I would watch cartoons. Bill would change the channel from cartoons to golf, and his cigar scent would follow. He was never dangerous, just an old spirit who enjoyed golf and cigars. My parents moved off that land shortly after my grandmother was almost attacked by a malevolent spirit who threw gardening shears right past her face. Dear God in heaven. And she just ends that first part like that, That's Morgan. It. That's it? <laughs> Morgan. That's it. It's like... It better be later on. <laughs> I, I like how the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to that house was like gardening shears was thrown at her face and like nope done moving out like Lord. that's it oh my gosh all right so she has a second story mm -hmm. okay so in 2006 my dad's mom passed away from pulmonary fibrosis i am so sorry to hear about that that sucks uh she was the first relative of mine to pass that was in my immediate family or at least who wasn't a second or third cousin once removed she was such a wonderful woman, so strong in her faith, and loved her family unconditionally. But she passed, uh, before she passed, she gave each grandchild a memento, and she gave me the pearl necklace she wore during her, um, during her wedding um, to her, my grandfather in 1951. It was beautiful, and I wore it almost every day. And when I wasn't wearing it, I kept it in a velvet box inside of a safe in my room. The days leading up to her death, she refused to let her gr grandchildren see her while she was ill. Her six children were allowed to visit, and they all stayed with her up until the moment she died. According to my dad and his siblings, a few minutes before she passed, they all sang her her favorite song. As they finished up the song, she rose her hands up to her chest to applaud their song, and that was it, and that is when she died. Both my dad and his youngest brother said that in that very moment, they actually saw her soul separate from her body. That's crazy. They said her body collapsed back into her hospice bed, and a transparent outline of her body floated upward and disappeared. She died around 9 p.m. that night, and at 11.53, my sister and my mom were woken up by a loud pencil sharpener grinding sound. They searched the house for the location and the source of the sound, but found nothing. No one else heard of it, nor was anyone else awake. The next morning, my sister and my mom asked if I had heard anything like that. Um, excuse me. My sister and my mom asked if I had heard anything like that, what they described last night, and I unfortunately had not. All throughout the day, my, da my dad's siblings stopped by to plan the funeral and be in each other's company, and that is when one of my aunts and her daughters explained to my mom that she heard the strangest so uh, sound around 11.55 last night, and she described it as, grind as a grinding pencil sharpener noise. My mom and my sister were in complete awe, considering my aunt lived over 45 minutes away and heard the same distinct noise around the same time. They were all convinced that the noise was my grandmother saying goodbye to those who were not present when she passed. After hearing about everyone's experiences saying goodbye, I was quite jealous and obviously sad to lose her. I went to sit down and spaced out, staring at an old wooden dining chair, and it was then, as I'm sitting silently crying and staring at this chair, that the wooden arm of the chair bends as if it were Gumby and then slowly oh. moves back into position. Without hesitation, I said goodbye to my grandmother, letting this strange turn of unnatural events happen as if it were a regular occurrence. 
Fast forward eight years, I'm living in Florida and working at UO. I lived in, um, I lived in an apartment with three roommates, and while away for the weekend in Chicago, my apartment burned down. Gotta love roommates with unsupervised candles. Oof, that, that sucks. Inside that apartment was the pearl necklace from my grandmother, which I did not put back in the safe, so it perished in the fire with the rest oh of my no. belongings. Oh my God, I am so sorry. I never forgave myself for losing that necklace, even if the fire wasn't my fault. Fast forward again about two years, and it's 2016, and I'm now a flight attendant in, in uh, Ohio, and one of my coworkers is a medium who gave me a reading while we were working. I hadn't ever mentioned my grandmother who passed away nor the pearl necklace. But when she was talking about me, or excuse me, when she was talking to me about the spirits who talked to her, she mentioned a woman who said I like my grandma. I was a little skeptical, skeptical, so I just remained silent while she spoke. That was until she said, this woman keeps pointing to her neck and showing me a very old pho photograph of her wearing a pearl necklace. She's wearing a wedding veil. This is her wedding day. Now, now the necklace is gone, but she said it's okay. She said, don't worry. I knew who she was talking to, and I had to be my grandmother. The fact that she mentioned the necklace I've never told her about was unbelievable. That was all of the closure I needed. Wow. Wow. That's insane. Whew. Wow, you got some... Oh, my goodness. Okay, on to the next one because she's got some more. So I know. Go ahead. Okay, number three. She said, a little history. Before my sophomore year of college, my Aunt Joy passed away at a young age once again. We are sorry for that. Yeah. And was reunited with my grandmother, father's side, who died years prior. I went to Eastern Kentucky University, and one year, a paranormal investigator named Chris Moon visited in October for an interview and then hosted a ghost tour. Before the show, tickets were passed out to each student, and only 50 would be picked out for the ghost tour. The interview slash show was very informative and bone-chilling, especially when he discussed a spirit box that he used to communicate with the spirit world. He had recordings of spirits speaking to him through the box and also a terrifyingly demonic voice that came through. After the show, as he was calling off the numbers from tickets, I prayed I would be chosen. I kept asking my aunt and grandmother for closure since their passing, since it tore our family apart. And just as he called the last number, I looked at the ticket and realized it was my number. I firmly believe my relatives had everything to do with my ticket number being the last one picked. Once the ghost tour began, everyone started ta taking pictures with their phones and digital cameras and instantly saw hundreds of orbs surrounding the group. One girl actually caught a picture of foggy silhouettes lurking above us. Hmm. About 15 minutes in, Chris the investigator stopped in one of the auditoriums and brought out the spirit box, and we instantly heard spirits coming through. Some spirits said they weren't aware they were dead, and others needed help to pass over. After speaking to random spirits, Chris asked any of us Chris asked if any of us wanted to speak to a loved one, but warned us that hearing their voices for the first time after passing can be emotional traumatic. Students started calling out names and some spirits responded. After there was silence, I called out my aunt's name, Joy. Almost immediately after her name came out of my mouth, excuse me, her voice came through and said, Hey babe, clear as day. Aww. I knew it was my aunt Joy. I heard her distinct voice, and she called all of her nieces and nephews babe. Aww. That's so cute. I was overcome with emotions and started crying. My aunt, my aunt spoke through the spirit box again and asked, is she okay? And the only words I could muster up were, yes, I love you. Are you with grandma? 
And that's when my grandmother came through and said, I'm here, Morgan. Oh, my God. I'm oh getting emotional. Gosh. Morgan is what my, f- or Mogan, they said. Let me see here. Yeah, she said, I'm here with Mogan. Mogan is what my family has called me ever since my younger brother couldn't say the R in Morgan when he was a toddler. After hearing their voices, I could not help but smile and cry until the end of the tour. Oh, my God. That's so oh, that's cute. I'm all so, emotional. That's so amazing. Hearing their voices was insanely spooky, but in the best way. And trying to explain to my family that I spoke to my aunt and grandmother, and grandmother was unfortunately difficult. A lot of my family thought it was too good to be true. But either way, I know what I heard. And it was more than enough closure for me to be content. Oh, I'm glad you had that experience. And it was a positive one. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that got me all emotional. Oh. That is that is the sweetest thing ever. Oh. All right. So she's got one last one. She, uh, so the fourth one is, last story for now. In high school, I dated one of Bobby Mackey's nephews. For those who don't know who Bobby Mackey is, he is a country blues grass singer and songwriter who lives in Kentucky. He also owns one of the most haunted establishments in the U.S., Bobby Mackey's Music World. Mm-hmm. And it's a bar in Wild in Kentucky. Actually, I've heard a lot about Bobby Mackey's Music World, and they actually have a sign in the front that like that hangs over the door frame that says like, "Hey, we're not responsible for anything that happens to you because this is extremely haunted, so we're not responsible to any paranormal events that happen to you," or something like that. That's crazy. It I'm, is the cruelest thing. So I'm one looking day, that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go there one day. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, a good portion of Wilder has seen a lot of blood in its past. It was originally uh, land owned by the Shawnee Native American tribe, then invaded by a for, uh, then invaded by foreign settlers through deadly force. Hundreds of years passed, some dark magic sacrifices, and a few curses later, and now we have a rural town in northern Kentucky that is full of history. Today, the bar still stands and has seen its fair share of paranormal activity. Um, it has been featured on multiple paranormal investigations, including ghost ventures. Visiting Bobby Mackey's bar has become a tradition in my family when someone turns 21. So off I went for a night of blind dancing and bull riding. After dancing to a few songs, I headed to the restroom and was soon to realize that I, was, that I wasn't actually alone. While washing my hands, a garbage can flew across the room and hit the wall. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. I saw in the reflection of the mirror a dark silhouette of a man with a cowboy hat on. I quickly grabbed my purse and darted for the door, but instead of walking out of the restroom, I was forcibly pushed out of the door and fell on my face. Oh, damn. I wasn't hurt, nor did I have enough to drink to lose my balance to that extent, but there wasn't anything in my way to trip over. I shrugged it off and continued dancing and had a few more drinks. I was already aware of the history of the land, so I knew enough to not allow whatever pushed me to sense any sign of fear or insecurity. I visited quite a bit since, and nothing like that has ever happened to me again. But you can look up plenty of stories on YouTube and Reddit about other testimonies. Then she goes on to say, Thank you so much for reading my stories. If you ever want to hear more, just let me know. Like any, time, like any of the times ghosts haunted, uh, haunted me while I was in, our, uh, while I was in our in college. Thanks again for all the spooky content. Cheers, Morgan. Yay! Morgan, thank you so much. And yes, please send me, send us all the emails, please. Like, send them all our way because I would love to hear more. This is phenomenal. Yes. Oh my God. All these stories are really good. Yeah. They were fantastic. So 
Cool. Thanks again for listening to us. You can find us on all social media, Facebook and uh, Instagram, Cheers from the Grave. Twitter is... Cheers from Grave. Our email to send in your listen- uh, spooky listener stories is... Cheers from the Grave at gmail.com. Yep. And we have a Patreon account, uh, which is Cheers from the Grave on Patreon. And we also have merch. I forget to say that all the time, but we have merch. Shop that spreadshirt.com slash cheers from the grave. So please make sure if you love us, then please support us any way that you can, either through Patreon or through buying our merch. It would be great. So cool. Thank you for listening. I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And this is Cheers Cheers from from the the grave. Grave.